Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Welcome to the Marvel Alliance Podcast, where we cover anything and everything to do with the Marvel Universe. From the comics, TV, and movies, we'll go from the Mojoverse to Earth 616 to the Bedford Savant Apartments in Brooklyn, New York, in order to bring the Marvel Universe right to you. I'm the Uncanny Chris. I'm your friendly neighborhood, Brent. Alliance Assemble, Volume 82. All right, so how are you doing this week, Brent? You know, can't complain. i am uh, got another good episode of Hawkeye, and just uh finding out that the no way home premiere or at least part of it apparently is starting to is going to be happening tomorrow i'm like all right well i've i've been on social media a little more than i thought but um time time to to back 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 out i mean my (laughs) mute game is my mute game is strong don't get me wrong but yeah it always is interesting what sometimes somehow something can slip through that you don't Mm -hmm. expect so how do you Uh, it's been good you know my daughter survived quarantine you know didn't get covid tested three times negative good, so she's back good. at preschool so i'm sure that testing went super well with the daughter here it your wasn't, kid's age oh uh, yeah it's you know you bribe them with like a cereal piece or a small piece of candy it's amazing what they'll they'll do 
Sure, sure. <laughs> Bribery. So- uh, no no arguments here exactly so but yeah so she she luckily never developed symptoms just was a close contact so that was done so but good. other than that week's good L- you know looking forward to the weekend as we're counting down to to uh the getting closer to the holidays so and and, and of, uh, the movie of all movies you know <laughs> the matrix yeah the matrix you know it's resurrecting from the ground up so yeah yeah Right up to my HBO Max account. <laughs> oh, there you go. On on your phone, in your tub, just the way it was intended. Yeah, not from this director. Other directors, I'd be, I'd be tempted <laughs> to do that. Yes. All right. Well, let's get the network plugs out of the way. So we got we got another episode of Hawko. We've got some Spider-Man news. We've got some castings to talk about. So we got some, we got some good stuff to talk about. So we are part of the Geek Ultimate Alliance Network with eight shows. And uh, with uh, on Mondays, alternating bi-weekly, my show, World's Finest True Believers, alternating with Ranger Alliance. Ranger Alliance dropped this week with a new episode and next week uh my show world's finest true believers comes back with a new episode a returning guest looking at uh what happens when a god from another universe decides to start messing with another universe we'll we'll look at that idea so look out for that preview tweet on tomorrow to see what story we'll be looking at and on Tuesdays, we've got DC Alliance, Wednesday superhero discussion, Thursday Star Wars Alliance, Fridays the show Marvel Alliance. And Saturdays, alternating bi-weekly, a walk through the multiverse. And on Sundays, bi-weekly, slice of film. DC Alliance goes live on Monday nights uh, Star Wars at 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Star Wars Alliance goes live at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And this show goes live at 9, 10 Eastern Standard Time on Thursdays on the Geekverse. All of them you can find on the Geekverse YouTube channel. And uh, all those shows also have their own solo feed. So make sure you check those out in addition to the main GUA feed. And we've also got a Patreon. So if you want to co- throw a couple of shekels our way, we want to thank our patrons. We can't do this without your support. We have two tiers, a dollar tier. That is our tip jar saying we're doing a great job. We appreciate it. And then we've got our $5 tier with our ad-free episodes, early access episodes, and Patreon-exclusive episodes. So make sure you check those out. And if you can't join us on Patreon, we totally understand. So if you can go over to uh, Apple Podcasts, whichever platform of choice may be, give us that five-star review, rate the solo feed, rate the GUA feed. That would be really awesome. Helps with that algorithm. And we also want to plug our official sponsor, OrganicPriceBooks.com. Oh, JP and the crew at the OPB have got it all going on with the um, with all your omnibus, hardcover, and collected edition needs. Use that code MarvelGUA at checkout for two dollars off every single order. So uh, I know ne- next solicitation coming in, I think December eighteenth. They've got some big uh, Marvel Omnis coming their way. We've got Donny Cates and and Ryan Stegman's Venomabus uh, volume coming out, collecting their entire run. Then we got King and Black Omnibus. You've got Claremont's Extreme X-Men Omnibus. We've got a new What If Omnibus, a lot of big Marvel stuff. So make sure you check them out in a couple of weeks for that new solicitation. Again, use that code MarvelGUA at checkout for every single order. Thank you, Organic Price Books, for being our official sponsor. Uh, before we get into Hawkeye, I want to plug. It is not out yet, even at the time of this dropping on Friday morning, but either Sunday, Sunday afternoon, Sunday morning, Monday afternoon, Monday morning, check out the I Love That Movie podcast. I was a guest on that with our good friend Lisa. We are looking at one of my favorite Bond movies of all time, Skyfall. 
So check nice. that out at that point. So either Sunday or Monday, she said it should be dropping. So check that out. Amazing podcast. And uh, she's a good friend of the GUA network. All right. So who we got in the chat going on? We got Travis Hines in the chat. Talked about when I was a boy. Fanboy Clay, my father took me to the city to see a marching band. Oh, I'm glad you guys are living in, uh, reminiscing about your own childhoods. Yeah, he's doing song lyrics. <laughs> he is. I, I, I'm not yeah. sure what he's doing. He maybe you it's know it's from maybe, my Chemical Romance. Ah, uh, yeah, there we go. You know, maybe talking about an uncle, if you were. So. I mean, Heinz was doing. Uh, Heinz is a King Kong reference, just <laughs> yes. to be clear. Yeah. But which he tried to do with emojis, which all right, I'll give it to him. But um, <laughs> I mean, I I'll give it to him. Yeah. But regardless, eh, the chat's just being it's, it's a little Ch out there, there, off the rails already. All through the rails, just 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 like our main GUA chat. So, all right, so we've got a new episode, just one episode this week, Hawkeye episode three, Echoes. So, knowing how we left off episode two, we're going to be we we had an idea and a good feeling that we'd be looking at a little bit, probably getting to know Maya Lopez, uh, also known as Echo from the comics. So, non spoiler thoughts starting you out. I loved it. I love this episode. I, I've heard some of the complaints. I've seen some complaints about like CGI here or there. And I'm like, yeah, I guess maybe kind of, I don't know, nothing that really bothered me, but I loved this episode. I thought it was, I, there were things in it that cracked me up. There were things in it that I thought were incredibly like touching and like mm -hmm. just so like heart, almost like crushing your heart at one point. It's the, the whole episode I thought was great on top of it. I thought, you know, Alakwa Cox, our Echo, I thought she did a great job. I was mm -hmm. really, really into uh, her character. I'm, I'm, We've only seen it once, but I'm glad we're definitely getting more, not just from the show, but of course in the Echo TV show as well, the Echo spinoff. I'm the favorite episode so far. And that's, oh, yeah. I enjoyed the last two a lot. So I'm, and this, this series is really working for me. Yeah, as, as Bubs agrees, I definitely agree with you. This is out of the three. This is my this is my favorite episode. Just you know, non spoilers. Continuing on with that, just getting to know. I, I'm always curious when they're bringing in a character from the comics, someone like Echo. What are they going to do with it? How how much are they going to give, knowing that she's getting a spinoff? What hints are we going to get? And so, you know, uh, before jumping on, uh, Aaron watched it for the first time with me, and that was my third time watching it. But she was very intrigued by what she is able to do and how they're able to communicate her power set and what she can and her abilities, what she can do and the dynamics between, you know, we only get a short time with her and her father, but also that plays off very interestingly of Kate and her father. And this idea of finding that and latching on to that father figure in your life and how mm -hmm. I'm going to find that very interesting as Kate, I would think that we're going to see more interactions between Kate and Maya in the future of this series. So, but great, great, uh, you know, great action. That car chase, we got to see that full car chase scene. That's that's that was a lot of fun. But like yeah. you said, those those quiet moments, especially between Kate and Clint, no getting to dig into more of Clint's saying and you know we say non spoilers but you know he says i'm not a role model i want to definitely talk about mm -hmm. that and what what where that kind of stems from so but um yeah so you want to get spoilers now yeah let's let's dive in all right so yeah so we get open up with the you know looking into her background and i'll tell you what 
I don't know if you knew this because that was my question watching this. One, they got it. They're very good at casting because the young actress has the fa- the facial feet. The, her face is a dead ringer for you know uh, our our main our main Maya at that point mm-hmm. or, and older. So, but is is that is that actress that younger actress deaf? I don't know the answer to that. I mean, the way she was signing, I mean, again, she could just be really good at, but I mean, that would be, I would hope that they could find some, but I, I know sometimes casting can be very difficult, but, you know, definitely carried quite well. I mean, just knowing the background and, and rereading, um, if you ever, if for those of you that are curious about Echo from the comics in her introduction, uh, read Daredevil issues nine through 15 from the 1998 run of, of that series uh, written by David Mack and art by uh, Joe Casada. That is the official introduction of echo into the comics. So I'd read that before this episode, but I really enjoyed how we saw her and how it was shown. Like, how is she, learning being deaf how is she picking up and how Amaya's powers it works is that she just has to see it and visualize see it visualize it and then she internalizes it seeing the words hearing like seeing the words seeing the actions that was very cool of how they were communicating that to the audience yeah yeah i uh i've i've started rereading that the other night i'm only three or four issues into it um, but one thing that really stuck out to me was in, in the comic series, like at one point she does a thing with shadow puppets, you know, and then oh, we yeah. saw the shadow puppets again here. And I'm glad I did reread that issue uh, prior to this. Cause I, that would have blown right past my head. Um, I did notice that uh, she was asking about dragons. Are they real? Mm-hmm. And they're like, Oh no, they're not real. You know, what happens if they come here? Well, they'd be stronger. <laughs> and I'm thinking yeah. Shang chi definitely had some dragons that work mm-hmm. from around L- here. L- so little kind of, bit. I, I mean, Obviously, like she's not talking about those dragons, but you know, from the meta side of it, she's uh, talking about I, imagine. I dragons. thought that was pretty cool. Um, imagine dragons that comes later. Uh, <laughs> from what I could find, Darnell beside probably butchering that name is our young Maya, and that she is not actually deaf. Um, okay, but uh, according according to one thing I'm reading, she's actually related to Alaco Cox. But oh wow, let's take that with just a little bit of grain yeah. of sand there because I'm that's not from a confirmed source. Gotcha. Um, but like a second cousin or something like that. But yeah, well, to just maybe that'd be cool if it yeah. was. Um, but she did a great job. She did a great job, and uh, you know we first in this episode got it with her, but we see it several times throughout the episode between older Maya as well as Clint. I love the way they portrayed. Uh, the point of view from them when, mm-hmm. when well in the case of maya because she's deaf and in the case of clint he is going deaf or is at least deaf to an extent Part at this hearing, point yeah. and when his when his hearing aid gets smashed i just liked really liked how they did those scenes from their perspective oh yeah you know the it we don't get her dad's name and in the name her uh, maya's dad is named crazy horse he's a hitman um and you know he is killed in the comics by someone. We're just going to leave it at that. Cause I don't want to ruin it for you. Cause it's kind of a, but the person who she thinks kills him is a hero, but that is not true in this case. It, but it, I'll tell you right now, it's not Ronin. If you've never read it. Um, I, I very much found it interesting that the, the playoff between the scene with her, with, Echo's father, Maya's father, is very much similar to Kate and her father. Mm-hmm. And her father is played by Zahn uh, McLarnan. He is very, very 
well-respected actor, um, most recently in Doctor Sleep and Westworld. Uh, so in, in just a very short time, that chemistry between, I could totally buy father-daughter. Absolutely. No doubt about it. Not, no, no question. And, it, you know, at first, when they first opened in that scene, that shot of, like, her from the back of her, like, I was like, wait, are we flashing back again to young Kate? Nope, nope. This time yep. it's young Maya. And, you know, and I'll go ahead and say it, like, I don't know how much of more of her backstory we're going to get, but it would be cool, at least in the Echo show, to continue this young Maya mm -hmm. and see some more flashbacks, you know, I, a la Arrow style, I guess, but to see some more flashbacks of her upbringing with Uncle and with her father and, mm -hmm. you know, going from there, where she learned to to do the things that she's capable of doing, to be the badass that she is. Yeah, and, and one departure from the comics, but because it's because of the actress, Miss Cox does have a, you know, has lost one of, I can't remember which leg, part of part of one of her legs at her that point. Right leg, I believe. Yeah, part of her right leg, that, and that is because that is her. But in the comics, that is not there. But I like that it makes her even more, like she's deaf and has to combat that. I mean, that makes her even more, you know, a, more of a BA. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And, but the, let's, just, let's just talk about the elephant in the room uncle you know we he he leaves her as she's getting ready to uh spar off says uncle will take you home and you see uncle's in it in a black suit grabs her cheek and has a laugh i'm gonna say what everyone was saying at that moment and only you only found one tiktok trying to compare it ladies and gentlemen we're going out of a limb not a big limb but saying we've got our first introduction of kingpin i don't know who I mean, else it could be it's uh, <laughs> sorry it's but... got to be him right it has to be like i'm still like trying to like like hold hold the expectation and check a little bit you know because we've never been promised him there's been no official confirmation of his cast and so nope. there is still at least in my mind that little bit of doubt and there i'm is. just like okay well i the initial rumors are episode five i've seen since then i will say sketchier rumors if you want of saying episode four mm -hmm. and so i'm like okay well odds are it's going to be if it's true next week or the week after part of me does want it to be the week after for the gloriousness that that week would be <laughs> but yes. regardless like there's there's no actual complaints i'm like i just show it to me just show yeah. i it's got to be ill, right it has to yeah, be it, it, it does all in the games calling out more of uh mr Z uh zon's work have also reserv uh re reservation dogs in fargo yes it, it's just it'll be interesting you know fanboy clay's talking about the possibility of end credits next week or full part and i did uh i looked at the credits this week i don't oh, we i don't do. normally like look at the screen i'm like do, do they name do they name <laughs> uncle no they didn't nope. uncredited but Ridiculous. You know, and so when you go to when Maya goes to the repair shop where Ronan is slicing and dicing up. What, the, what was the name of that repair shop? No, that repair shop was named Fat Man Auto Repair, which is also <laughs> a a nickname for Kingpin that has been given to him by many mm -hmm. of a hero. <laughs> so but, ah, yeah. you know, I, I the thing is, if it was like I saw some, oh, it's got to be, you know, it could be Armand and things like that thing. If it was Armand, they would have put it out there. You know, it, it doesn't fit. But if it was someone throwaway, they would have put it out there. They are purposely hiding it for a reason because it's going to be a reveal that will reward the fans at that point. That's why we're, you know, again, there is doubt, but it, it's just too 
good right there. And so you always get the question, well, you know, the way Clint later talks about this higher up, this bigger guy in charge of the track suits, you know, if he's this scary, why, what was he doing all this time? You know, what, what was he doing? You know, how, how did he let Ronan just do this? And I was like, and you know, Hines and I had this discussion too all, offline. And what I said was Kingpin Wilson Fisk has always been a chess player. Yeah. Ronan destroying a number of his kind of leaders of the tracksuit mafia hurt, but Ronan also went after other members of organized crime. That's where Wilson Fisk takes advantage. He'll turn a disaster into an opportunity. And if he was already well-respected within the tracksuit mafia and possibly other families, he can consolidate power. I mean, we could, we could speculate that all the way to the point of yeah. him putting the tracksuits in a position to sacrifice them. Mm-hmm. So that to other crime families, he doesn't look like he's the one at fault for taking yeah. taking out the heads of them. Or, I mean, notice we didn't actually see Ronan's face. There is a possibility that that wasn't, you know, Hawkeye. That wasn't Clint. Like maybe it, he, it he could, could have be. had somebody masquerading as Ronan mm-hmm. in an yeah. attempt to also, again, throw things off. It We could speculate and go crazy with it. But, yeah. th- but the bottom line is it's like, it's not Armand because they would have shown him like they purposely are keeping it a secret. They're purposely keeping it vague. They're mm-hmm. treating it like this is going to be a reveal. And it's only a question of when, when this is going to happen. And I mean, pretty much it's going to be next week or the week after odds mm-hmm. are, and you know what, if it's after that, fine. It's just at this point, just to be very specific, one scene, that's all I want. One scene. Yeah. And, that, and that's enough for me. And Clint and Kate have been so awesome. It's like, I don't need it. Mm-hmm. I just want it really bad. Yeah. <laughs> we want the, the, the first Netflix appearance at that point of the, uh, excuse me, the first uh, Netflix characters to come on over at that point, you know, as Bubs is talking about could be next week, but we do have, I haven't watched the trailers, but I've seen enough of it to know that they, the trailer, the new trailers for the next episode do kind of give some strong indications of who will be, more than likely guesting in this. I haven't I mean, watched it, but I we know someone else yeah. in the show who hasn't appeared yet. <laughs> yes. So we, they... we know it's coming. And, and again, it's just one of those interesting ideas of how they all fit in uh, on the game saying would be nice. A touch of uh, that Ronin was bullseye from the DD show, uh, but most likely to be someone we've already, we've already seen met in the show. Yeah. I mean, was, uh, was bullseye in that show, Chris? Because you seem pretty adamant that Bullseye wasn't in that show uh, on the uh, well, GUA. The, uh, uh, you know, it was not named. You go to the credits. I do not see Bullseye. I see uh, Dax or Disney yeah, Dax. So. Dax. Yeah, yeah. Dax, no, that, Dax Poindexter. In, in all seriousness, that would be that would be awesome. That would be yes, amazing. Would. That mm-hmm. said, it would be not my first prediction because a sword <laughs> is not exactly like that's just not who i would call to impersonate ronin because that's mm-hmm. not his weapon but you know they did it with daredevil so you never yeah. know never know uh so we cut to so we'll move on from our fun speculation of that but you know maya's dad is killed and uh you know not call back to the comics in which case in the comics when he dies he puts his bloody hand on her face she does mm-hmm. use that that kind of reminder in her you know, when she gets, you know, all, <laughs> all echoed up as, as it were, um, as, as a reminder of, of her father's death, but cut to Kate and Clint being quote unquote tortured, writing the 
righty horses, the quarter horses at that at, point. Uh, at the KB Toys. <laughs> at the KB <laughs> Which Toys. Which I'm just like, man, I have like looked at like the, the old X-Men toys that mm-hmm. were out when we were kids. You know, like I yeah. looked at those things at toy stores, including KB Toys. I'm like, this just this is taking me back right now. Just taking me back. Oh, it does. It does. So she, Kate, trying to be having building trust with one of the uh, tracksuit mafia who's upset that his girlfriend's taking her friend to go see Imagine Dragons instead of him when he bought the tickets. That was that was that was kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, like Kate said, it wasn't really a gift for her. It was a gift for him. You know, she was just playing a little bit of relationship doctor there before things got serious. I just like the light slam against Imagine Dragons. They don't look in the positive. You don't see Imagine. I love Imagine Dragons. Oh, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> um, but Echo comes in, uh, Clint's basically trying to say that Kate's not was never the real Ronin, just took the suit. And I love this idea that, well, how do you know Ronin's dead? Well, I was there and Black Widow killed Ronin. Mm-hmm. And, yes. and I was like, oh, from a certain point of view, you're not wrong. Yeah. I mean, he she gave him hope and mm-hmm. that brought him back, you know, that pulled him back off the edge that he was on. Of course, later she literally pulled him off the edge so she could jump off it. (laughs) Anyway, yes, she did effectively, you know, kill the Rodan persona. And that that was a nice touch. And I just like the reference, you know, reference Black Widow, especially Mm -hmm. good because we know Yelena is coming. Yes. And, you know, Echo gets kind of fed up with this and basically (laughs) grabs Kate's throat to basically get her to basically say what she was wearing that suit for, which, again, Kate's not lying at that point but echo obviously has very strong strong feelings in the sense of getting ronin and making ronin pay for what ronin did to her father Mm -hmm. absolutely and you can see like the the acting from Haley steinfeld there, like like it turned like she's kind of joking she's not that scared you know i'm helping you out with your relationship and then she gets real serious real fast yeah scared and it's not long after this that Clint gives her a little pep talk, you know, mm-hmm. and this really reminded me of the pep talk he gives Wanda and Age of Ultron, where he basically, in this case, he just says, you know, harness your overconfidence, that ridiculous <laughs> overconfidence you have. We yep. are going to get out of this. This is not the time to freak out. And I really like, man, Clint is like good. Like he tries to play. He's like, you know, I'm supposed to be a ghost. I'm a loner, blah, blah, blah. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, but you're a pretty good, like mentor figure. Like you. Oh, he's not a mentor. He's not a mentor. But he kind of is. He just yeah. or it's gonna be role model, role model, role model. He's reluctantly he is good at it. Yeah, I think he recognizes as like I can either let her fall into a puddle of her own of her own fear, or I can build it up and it and we get out of here alive. I mean that he's he's being a tactician. He's it, it's to his advantage to absolutely make help her help her boost herself back up. But he escapes. There's really a cool fight very cool fight sequence between clint and echo and going back and forth and clint doing you know doing what clint does best with his bow and arrow and freeing kate and they (laughs) leave the store and okay okay, wait before before they leave the store i have to ask did you watch the big bang theory yes i did Oh, 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 did it. Totally did it. Yep. I, yeah, as, soon because, as, as soon as yes. he went in there, I went to, I leaned over to Aaron and said, Bazinga. Yes, Bazinga. He goes in the ball pit. Of course, <laughs> there's a ball pit, but it's KB Toys. And I'm just like, one, that was an awesome shot to even get in there when he yeah. when he freed Kate. And then he just pops up. And I'm like, Bazinga. Oh, my yeah. God. So funny. <laughs> totally so did it. So funny. Loved it. 
So they get out, and we see the scene that if you watch the Disney Plus uh, scene, this was a uh, the main part of what we saw from the sequence of, you know, they're not going to change the Sandy Two Char Challenger. Uh, because what would they do that even though it ends up getting destroyed anyways lots of great back and forth between Kate and Clint it, it's very much screwball comedy mm-hmm. you know as soon as she's saying something he's saying something at that point but I love it that he takes out oh these arrows are way too dangerous but you know the other arrows he uses you know uh, are not as dangerous yeah like she even makes the comment Kate makes the comment like there are more arrows worse than these like after she just blew up the crap out of this van (laughs) yeah those guys are fine totally fine they're fine I actually thought that literal same thing they're fine yeah they're they're okay the you know the you know I saw I saw the complaints and I agree you know again if the the putty arrow didn't come off the cleanest at that point but it's just like if if that's what we're gonna point out is that would that would be the one and I'm like I I guess it just it it didn't bother me in my first watch. I was really watching, like paying attention to the specific, like I'm like, I, n- okay, ch- no, like it doesn't, there is something unnatural looking about it, but it's fine. Yeah. I, it, it, it's not, it's meant to be goofy because it's the first error she uses and it, it, and she's, we don't know what to expect out of it. And that, and at the, when she comes back in, he's like, oh yeah, use the putty arrow on the tires. Mm-hmm. Yeah. that. <laughs> But when they make it to the bridge, I was really hoping the call back to the comics in the sense of, oh, get the boomerang arrow, get the boomerang arrow. So it's yeah. the USB one, which if you watched What If, that's that's probably a callback to What If at that point. But Well, and, and the comics talks about a USB one as yeah. well. And I just like the line about, I hope he's got a dongle to make this useful because, you know, everybody's <laughs> yep. USB stuff doesn't work anymore without dongles. <laughs> yep, exactly. What? And then we get like the, the big kind of tip of the hat, you know, the PIM arrow. That was really cool shot like one just show it like that's just another example of the skill that clint has that mm-hmm. you know able to hit that arrow of course he can hit that arrow and then it just the most powerful just, usb in the multiverse that's right <laughs> this air like he just has this pin arrow i love that he has this thing and it just drops like this massive one just drops on the back of the car so good well you know it's interesting you know you say you got labels for it but if i remember back to avengers he he had something on either on his wrist or something when he was pulling out arrows like it was manipulating what arrow head would be going on to the the quiver you know yes yes and so that is obviously not what he has right now so yeah he, he does not have that same quiver right yeah. now so you know it it adds that he did have a way but you know labels but in the comics as we see every time he every time he's firing arrows you say oh this is this arrow this is that arrow but you know you get they're able to escape jumping off the bridge you know what we've seen in the trailers and then jumping onto the train that was a nice kind of we've gone through some huge action sequences and now we get a chill out scene as <laughs> you know i think we should take out the dog hey, it's also it was kind of a callback to that iconic shot of him from the Avengers jumping off the building, yeah. which she saw him do in the first episode in the flashbacks. And then yes, of course the train where they both come to the realization, they need to let the dog out and he compliments her archery skills. Just a really nice, calm, touching moment. Mm-hmm. And as Bub's saying is, his quiver had specific holes for individual arrows. Maybe they always went in the same spot. So he would know. Yeah. Also. And I've seen also, some things where each one of the on the the as he's pulling it out it's 
you could make some kind of braille at that point too. Oh, so, interesting. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, they, definitely they could fit in certain air, certain areas of his, of his, uh, his pack for it. So, but yeah, it was just a nice, and he actually says the, you being the world's greatest archer, there's something to that. Yeah. I mean, what better compliment mm-hmm. could, could he pair? The, the post, did you catch the poster behind them? The Rogers musical one? Nope. Not that one on the train. Oh no. Uh, then what it, was it? it it was a poster for family therapy. Perfect. <laughs> it's all about family. All yeah, about all family with you. And hashtag family. Uh, so the next thing was even, it was so heartfelt, but also heartbreaking. Yes. Clint's trying to talk to his son, you know, when he his his hearing aids gone is still broken. And Kate is having to tell him what's going on, write down what's going on so he can have a conversation with the son. And I think you can really see it on Kate's face she's starting to feel guilty that mm-hmm. he is, she is keeping him away from his family and how much that's affecting him. Yeah. Like he thinks it's his wife at first. He's like, Hey, text me. And then she runs over and writes, you know, it's a little boy or something like that. Mm-hmm. He figures out it's Nathaniel and he's like, Oh, you're bored. I'm so sorry. And uh, I'm not going to be there for movie night, you know? And yeah, like the whole time is super, just heart wrenching. And, and then can, and, and Renner really, he does he does a very good job because i it remembers back to episode one when he's there at the at the chinese restaurant with his family he's holding his head you know i love you guys like i i could audibly hear him kind of get a little choked up when he says that and you can really hear him when he's telling his son i love you more you know as he's hanging up like how much he is a devoted family man through and through like when he wants to it's so hard for him to walk away but gosh he'll do it if his wife told him i need you to walk away i mean he's a superhero and he's gonna do what he's got to do but yeah and i agree with you that like kate is now like really starting to realize what's happening and she calls it out later at the diner when she's like well you dropped everything to help this person you didn't even know and uh i i've i've been thinking really since the first episode not even into the second one and i i know snell said basically the same thing on geekverse I Kate is, I think, going to end up at the Barton house for Christmas. Uh, I'm waiting for they've done so many cues to, you know, traditional Christmas songs. I'm waiting for I'll be home for Christmas at some point in this yeah. series. You, we will we will hear that probably r- probably the last time, like the night before Christmas is coming, like because the whole song, if you really listen to lyrics, the person never makes it home. They, right. <laughs> they never make it home so it'd be appropriate to have that so i'm waiting for that that uh on the nose reference there uh but before we kind of uh wrap up our discussion of, of hawkeye i'm going to take our first ad break uh so listeners as you know those these ads help get the lights on of the geek ultimate alliance network we don't get to choose what ads come on they could be a bit loud so i'm going to give you a three count to turn that volume down before they come on three two one we'll be right back Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. 
You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba Effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. Thank you for bearing with us on that one. All right. So, you know, we've 
they we go back from the apartment you know where kate and clint uh, are hanging out at that point back to kb toys and the bros are packing up tracks him off is packing up because the kb toys location has been burned and compromised so we get a conversation between maya and kazi so we definitely mm-hmm. have now kazi officially named officially pointed out at that point um and kazi's basically the questioning maya on why she's still going after Clint wrote and trying to find a Ronan and that uncle would not like this. And, you know, we see from what we've read in Hawkeye right now, you know, Kazi, you know, does work for Kingpin in the comics, but she pulls rank on him. Like yep. she, she says like, you know, who's in charge here. I'm going to do what I, I want. But she, he warns it like if uncle finds out, I don't think he's going to be too happy with us pursuing this. Yeah. This kind of strikes me as one of those, like, we're just going to say Kingpin put her in charge, but like he typically reports directly to Kingpin because he's like, well, he wouldn't like this. You know, uncle would not want you doing this. When your dad was in charge, he looked after the crew first Mm -hmm. and before vendettas, it makes me think there's going to be some, some further tension between these two. Yeah. Especially with loyalties. And I think when it comes down to it, I think Kazi thinks he has more pull with uncle, but if we know, what we know from the comics and Maya's relationship with Kingpin, I'm thinking he's going to side uncle's going to side more with Maya, maybe dress her down a little bit, but in the end he's going to take Maya's side. Yeah. I, that would be my, that would be my assumption as well up until Maya presumably learned something that makes her second guess her allegiances. Yep. Uh, so we go back to Kate and Clint, you know, waiting on the steps for waiting for the doctor to show up to repair his hearing aid i love the text message thank goodness they didn't call you they call you hawkeye instead of hawk ear yes yes (laughs) cold cold but funny but then we move to the dining room uh excuse me the diner scene where you know she draws like the costume from the comics at that point and which he's like oh heck no not not wanting but clint talks about the cost of being a hero Mm-hmm. Uh, the cost on family, the cost on relationships, you know, and, and this is where he says, I'm not a role model. He's referencing his dark past. And I don't think he's trying to convince Kate to not continue down this path, but a sense of you, he says, basically saying like, you're not fully understanding. If you're going down this path, you really need to know what you're getting into. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, he says he's done it for 20 years, which Sure, he knows exactly what it takes. Like he knows the importance of basic first aid, as we saw last episode. And, and, and he knows what totally Budapest is all about. He, I mean, he was there. Granted, he remembers it a little differently than some people, but he definitely knows what it was about. And we get finally that Pizza Dog has been named. Pizza Dog. <laughs> yeah, Pizza Dog. <laughs> I kept <laughs> expecting her to say Lucky there, but no, it's just Pizza Dog. Yep, just pizza dog. Uh, they wo- they walk to the park, and this is where Clint talks about someone being much, it definitely above Maya, a, a bigger person above her and Kazi. Uh, Kate is convinced, still convinced that Jack's involved in this. <laughs> I, I I'm not seeing it necessarily. I, I I really I don't know what Jack's motivation is at this point. You know, he really, you don't get much of him until the very end of the episode. So he's not really there, but I'm still, I need, I think next episode, we're going to get a little bit more from him, but I just don't know what his game is outside of, you know, being capitalizing off his uncle's death. 
Yeah, and I know maybe it's supposed to like look threatening or whatever because you know it's like they're making us think he killed his uncle. The episode ends with him, him holding the Ronin sword against the neck of Hawkeye. But at the same time, it's like I mean, unless maybe he doesn't realize that that Kate is there and he just sees this intruder in his house, mm-hmm. you know, like this yeah. intruder or his intruder in his fiance's house. So I I can't. I mean. I, I still all of the game says he's serving as a red herring. Yes, I, I'm I'm convinced that's the case. Yeah, very much so. Especially using the Ronin sword when as Clint's walking walking through, he's, he's hearing someone there as well. Um, you know, when they were looking at the secure network, looking up Kazi's name, Sloan. He worked for Sloan Ltd., which could be a nod to the character Willie Sloan, who's an assassin from the comics that actually is an assassin that works for Kingpin. So yeah, which was there. a name I wasn't as familiar with. It's a, it's a small, it's a small time character. Nothing, nothing big. Um, so, so we end with, you know, Jack ambushing Clint and we roll credits at that point. So it, it'll be interesting to see. I, I'm again, we're at the halfway point. So uh, yeah, I which def- feels crazy that we're already here <laughs> i could see us getting some sort of a little bit more of uncle this next episode like as an end credit sequence or just as the end of the scenes the walk up and the reveal of who uncle is someone's reporting to uncle kazi maybe reporting to uncle or maya needing to report to uncle because they've screwed up so much that they need to have him get involved if if he were in the credit scene a credit presumed credit scene and we don't know that there will be one if he was in a credit scene next week then i would think he does have at least one or two more scenes throughout the rest of the show mm-hmm. i feel like if he's only gonna have one scene it's not gonna be in the credits but maybe i'm wrong i mean marvel wouldn't be the first time they put something big there i i thought the same thing on the game like spelling spelling his, his surname his last name that was impressive mm-hmm. yeah i don't remember yep. Clint ever saying he just said look up Kazi. I was like, where did she get his last name from? And I don't think she listed spelling bee champion and her uh, accomplishments either. Yeah, no, no, that that might have been lacking at that point. But maybe she just had a lot of confidence in herself and just clearly. <laughs> so again, out of the three episodes, this is definitely my favorite, as well as seems to be a lot of others. So I'm looking forward to where is this all leading? Because again, I've there's still a lot in three episodes to go into with how this is going to kind of tie together. There is a lot to go. I'm, I'm excited to see Yelena again. I'm looking forward to seeing more of echo to seeing her and Clint. Like, I feel like by the end of the show, she's not going to be going after Clint, even if she knows he's Ronan, she's not going to be going after him. And I'm looking forward to seeing how, how their relationship develops from here. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, so we will be back next week with episode four and, uh, see what happens next on Hawkeye. So we are going to move on to the news. And so let me change our lovely background to make it appropriate because we're going back to, we're going back to Spidey town. So there we go. Friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. All right. So uh, with, we got an interview with uh, Amy Pascal uh, and being interviewed by Fandango. So we got a lot, a lot of different interesting discussions that uh she had so uh leading off with like opinions on no way home's impact bendango says uh would you say that this movie wraps a bow around 20 years of live action spider-man movie she says 
Well, here's what I would say. I would say that there's a culmination of the Homecoming trilogy, of the story that Tom Holland becoming the Spider-Man that we've all been waiting for him to be. It certainly tells the story, and it does. And as you know from seeing the trailers, it does bring some characters from the early movies together. And yes, wrapping a bow around it. They continue on saying, how would you say Tom Holland's Spider-Man evolves as a character in the third film? Says, I would say this movie deals with everything it's about, oh, here we go. It's about family, hashtag family, and love and honor and sacrifice. But it's always centered around the decisions that Spider-Man has to make. It's always about him being torn between the moment that he's in and the destiny that's in front of him. And that's what he's dealing with in this movie in a really big way. And this is what's something I've, I've said before when it comes to this movie is I need to see Peter stand on his own. I mm-hmm. need him to really prove that he can be the Spider-Man we need him to be. Because again, he's had mentors. He's had, I mean, I don't mind Peter having doubts. He's always had doubts. That's, that's a, that it's, that's part of who Peter Parker is. And it's the Parker luck, but we, we've seen glimpses of him standing on his own, especially at the end where he's fighting Mysterio. I want right. to see that. I want to see that again. He's been knocked down again with his identity being where I need to see him stand toe to toe, you know, against Dr. Strange, against all these other villains to really stand up and to un- be that Spider-Man that he was coming to be at the end of Far From Home. I, I agree with that to a point. It'd be kind of cool in a you know presumptive fourth Tom Holland movie, almost if there was no other major Marvel character, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Iron Man, Strange, Nick Fury, Talos, whatever you want to call him. Yeah. It, it'd be kind of cool. But then it's also important, I feel, to remember it's like, He's still just a kid. He's still in right. high school. Yes, he has he has done things. You know, he was at the the ta- the Battle of Titan and stuff like he was there, but he was thrown into it, right? And yeah. he was there with two really big guns backing him up, basically. <laughs> Star Lord, yeah, Star Lord, and Iron Man and Doctor Strange, and you know, of course, Mantis as well. <laughs> but no, it, with Strange and Iron Man, like he definitely has. He's we've seen him do things on his own. He defeated Vulture. He defeated yeah. Mysterio. But I, I, I agree to a point. Like by the end of this movie, it'd be nice to see now. Can we really say Peter's going to stand on his own? That d- does it count if there's other people named Peter Parker <laughs> there next to him? You know, flanking him on either side. I guess we'll find out. I'm with you, Peter. With you to the end of the line, bud. Yeah, we're the same person. Of course you're with me. <laughs> All right. Then we come to the quote that kind of rocked the internet a little bit. And Brent and I definitely will have some uh, long things to say about this. Uh, Fandango says, you know, as you, you wrap up the trilogy of films in collaboration with Marvel Studios, dot, dot, dot. And Amy says, can I say something about that? And they're like, of course. She says, this is not the last spider. This is not the last movie we are going to make with Marvel. This is not the last Spider-Man movie. We are getting ready to make the next Spider-Man movie with Tom Holland and Marvel. It just isn't part of we're, we're thinking of this as three films. And now we're going to go on to the next three. This is not the last of our MCU movies. Marvel and Sony are going to keep going together as partners. Now, one thing I want to say, starting off, because I know you've got got a note here of uh, the, the progress between Sony and Disney this is Amy Pascal saying it. Okay. We always will reference when Amy is talking at the, uh, what was it the homecoming of the far from home about venom and they're going to meet stuff like that. And Feige becoming memed with his, Oh my God, what is she saying? Eyes bulging out. <laughs> so I like hearing that 
Amy is very confident of wanting to continue work with Marvel. That warms my heart. I love it. But I don't believe her for us fully for a second at this point. I don't I'd want to believe her, but until Kevin Feige says something to verify this, I'm taking this with a grain of salt. A hot take you it's not Kevin Feige you need to hear from. It's it, here's here's the thing. Amy Pascal would not be in a position to make this announcement. Mm-hmm. She doesn't speak for Marvel. And she's technically not a Sony employee. She's contracted by Sony through her production company. True. This kind of thing would come from a joint statement from both Sony and Disney. Yeah. And so, yes, Feige would probably have a quote in there, but like it needs to, it, it, it has to be that kind of scenario every single time they've had a deal does. Now, that is why I'm not, why I read this quote and I'm not like immediately like jumping over the moon excited because, yes, by all means, I want this. I want more Tom Holland, Spider-Man, MCU movies. Absolutely. But this, this isn't it. Like we're not there yet. And people are just freaking out. And I'm like her intent, her intent is wonderful. What she's saying, the words. And I believe, I believe that she means them. Yeah. But they're not there. And there were later, there were reports that Sony insiders were basically telling the other trades, Hollywood reporter, deadline, et cetera. Nah, she kind of jumped the gun on this, but there is reason to believe that they're at least headed down this path. Mm-hmm. Right. But keep in mind the the reason I say like this needs to go even above Feige is think back to when the divorce happened and when those stories came out, who did Tom Holland call end up on the phone with at Disney to help try and push things back together? It wasn't Feige. Yeah. It was Bob Iger. It was yeah. above him. And so that's why, like, these kind of deals, of course, at Pascal and Feige's levels in their respective companies, they would want to keep doing this. Of course, they, because mm-hmm. they're at that point, like, they're just trying to make the best movies and the best financial investments for their departments that they can. But there are reasons to believe that things are looking that way. Like, I, I can give you a list of them of reasons yeah. that I think these are good. Uh, Number one, Sony and Disney did come back together. They modified the deal. They have a 70-30 deal right now for this upcoming No Way Home. I think that's huge. Just the fact that they did, they had their breakup and they worked it out. They came back together. Vulture appearing in Morbius. I I don't know. Legally speaking, I I would bet Sony doesn't need Marvel sign-off, but I don't see them, you know, doing anything that they might feel would rock the boat for the Morbius movie. Right. And I I just, it doesn't make sense to me, but the Venom credit scene, right? Like including Mm -hmm. Tom Holland in the Venom credit scene, the Sony deal going to Disney plus for the Sony library for any basically movies and stuff that come out in 2021 and earlier, once their current deals are up and their pay one windows are up, they're going to Disney plus before they're going elsewhere. Uh, Feige like a month ago related to no way home said, quote, I don't anticipate us going through that emotional roller coaster or putting fans through that emotional roller coaster. Again, these are all signs that they're moving the right direction, but there hasn't been a formal announcement Yeah, at that I'd... time. That is when I will be cheer when I will cheer. Yeah. And, and I, if if it does, and we both of us hope it it's going to happen, it'll be after No Way Home. It, it it'll be you know how much how long do you think before you get some sort of official announcement? You know it's so hard to say because I was I mean as Brock I like during that credit scene from Far From Home like I looked right at him I'm like oh my gosh they extended the deal clearly they didn't the deal <laughs> let's see the the divorce happened in August of 2019 so. When when did they? It was like 
a month later or something like that. I'd have yeah, to look it, up it, the it, official date when they came yeah. back. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't longer than it definitely wasn't two months. So no, but so that means like the announcement was still a two, two and a half months after Far From Home debuted. Mm-hmm. So I I wouldn't I would be very surprised if it happened within the first week or two. I would be yeah. very pleasantly surprised. I would more look for Spider-Man No Way Home's box office run to start to be on the downswing, but at the absolute earliest. So what would that be? Like three, four weeks? Yeah, at the right absolute in. earliest. It's Entering a guess. I admit it. Yeah, yeah. It, it it'll be good. Again, we want it. We want it to continue. And... They're going to be asked about it before Morbius. Oh yeah, in that press tour. So really, <laughs> yeah. I would say they're that's be asked like about it on the red carpet in a week. I mean, I would say Morbius. Like they're not going to get asked about it if there are any other press event for any other project. I mean, it, look at what happened with Andrew Garfield and Tick Tick Boom. Great movie, by the way. But it, they're going to be get asked about it a lot. So I would I would almost say Morbius is like the ceiling. Like by then, one way or the other, I think we'll know. And if I'm being honest, I think they will extend the deal. I just we haven't been told about it yet. Yeah. So it's all about timing and making sure it works out for everyone. So uh, she goes on talking about uh, the relationship with Marvel Studios saying, you know, uh, Fandango saying, you know, while we're looking at the specific trilogy, what has been your biggest takeaway from this collaboration with Marvel Studios? And do you think that this is something that Hollywood could build uh, from on the future? Or do you think this is like a rare bird or a rare spider? She laughs saying, we're a spider. Spider-Man is always very special and different from everything else. But I think the beautiful thing is you you have two big corporations that decided to work together for the good of the story and the character. And I don't think that's always the spirit you see. Yeah, working together has been helping each other make things better in a, in a good model. You know, and they bring up the idea, you know, it's tough to weave together the Spider-Man universe because Sony has this other universe of characters like Venom and Morbius. And then there's the MCU characters. Is it a bit of juggling act to manage these different characters? She says, well, there's there's the Marvel Universe, which is one container. And then there's the Spider-Verse movies, which is a different. And then there's the other universe, which where the Sony characters are in. And we're all very respect. We all are very respectful of each other and working together to make sure we're only doing, uh, only doing, oh, excuse me, making sure that we've only been additive. So, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's definitely a mixed bag of, uh, <laughs> of what they have. I like it that they called Spider Verse and then the Sony characters. I was like, yeah, but you own those characters too. <laughs> I mean, sort of. They licensed yeah. them. They license, the license yeah. to them. It. I don't. Oh, my prediction ultimately is that we get things like Morbius and that Vulture is in it, and we pretty much know that it is the same Vulture. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't be surprised if the MCU proper, you know, a movie with the Marvel Studios banner on it doesn't directly reference Morbius. Like, I don't think it's going to, it may not contradict it, but I don't think it's going to directly reference it either. And so Morbius's ties will basically be because Venom will reference it. He'll show up mm-hmm. in Venom movies and things like that. I, that's kind of how I think it'll go. I don't yeah. see the animated Spider-Verse anytime soon touching on the, like coming into this, yeah. maybe at some point, especially, you know, I, I won't say never. It, it's conceivable. I just don't see it soon. Yeah, uh, like I guess the Sony Pictures universe of the SPUMC <laughs> characters. I thought we went away from that acronym. 
Yeah, but it's it's too bad not to ever not bring up Sony Pictures Universe of SPUMCC. I can't even SPU <laughs> SPUMCC. I that's my brain just broke. Yeah, so they did ask about Spider uh, Into the Spider Verse two. Uh, they said we were just talking to uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller about Into the Spider Verse, and we asked them about the much larger presence of the multiverse storytelling has now in film and TV. And they were right right to say it was the comics that did it first. And Amy says, yeah, it was. And when I appreciated Chris and Phil about doing Spider-Verse movies, when I was still running Sony, I said, can you guys figure out how to do the animated Spider-Man movie? And the first thing they said to me was absolutely. If we do Spider-Verse and we do miles and I'm like, right on, because of course it is in the comics and, but nobody could have done it better than them. So they asked, how are things going on that second Spider-Verse movie? She said, it's going to be fantastic. We have something to show on that very soon. So, teaser. I am kind of wonder, when I read that, I kind of wondered about a possible credit scene in Morbius. Mm -hmm. You know, there was a credit scene for Spider-Verse 1 at the end of Venom 1. Yeah. And so I kind of wondered if maybe that's when, when we might see something. I hope that would be awesome. Yeah. So uh, they kind of end with, do you think we'll ever see Tom Spider-Man in a movie not connected in the MCU? Amy says, we all want to keep making movies together. How's that for an answer? All right. It's a great answer. Let's just hope that uh, the Disney side and the Sony higher-ups agree. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, but all right. Well, we've got two very, you know, that's, that's. It's fair. It was kind of a surprising that came, that came out after uh, you know the next day of tickets going on sale at that point. But you know, it's it's interesting. Again, I like the positive that she said about wanting to continue work with Marvel. I can't say that I'm surprised that she doesn't want to continue work with Marvel. It's worked out quite well for her and Sony at that point. So we'll keep our fingers crossed to see if this deal hopefully continues on. Yeah. And the fact that she said that she wasn't asked directly about it. She volunteered that quote that was circling that everyone's talking about makes me believe her because otherwise Mm -hmm. she just doesn't say that quote. Yeah, exactly. So, but our last two stories for uh, the evening are casting news. So our first one, is one that we kind of expected in a, in a sense of it wasn't surprising, but when it finally got confirmed, it's like, okay, I'm glad it's happening. Col- uh, Kobe Smolders is set to appear in the Nick Fury Secret Invasion Marvel Disney Plus show. So she's set to reunite with Samuel L. Jackson. This is coming from Deadline. He broke the story this week that uh, she'll be reprising her role as Maria Hill in Secret Invasion. This year's will premiere on Disney+, Plus and also stars Ben Mendelsohn reprising his role as the Skrull Talos, Olivia Coleman, Amelia Clark, uh, and uh, Kingsley Ben Adir, Christopher McDonald, and Killian Scott. Crossover comic series showcase the shape-shifting Skrulls who have been infiltrating the Earth for years, and obviously Marvel is not confirming this at that point. Uh, she reprised her role in several of the Marvel picks instead of uh, including Spider-Man Far From Home, Captain America Civil War, and every Avengers movie. She recently received strong reviews for her portrayal of Anne Coulter in American Crime Story Impeachment, which I can vouch that she did a outstanding job with it. I almost thought she was unrecognizable as, as uh, Anne Coulter. So, so yeah, Maria Hill's back, you know. Yeah, Nick. not surprised. Hopefully she gets a little more to do. I kind of feel like she's been underutilized pretty much 
throughout her tenure in the MCU. You know, she's always a couple minutes in this movie, a couple minutes in that movie, and a little bit more to do in in Far From Home, but oh, it actually wasn't even Maria Hill. So I, I hope she gets a little more to do, but I'm glad to see she'll be back for yeah. however much it is. Yeah, all in the game, I, uh, I pay, we're, pay attention to our post-credits. We'll have some discussions about that idea, about tickets. People fighting over no, I haven't seen those videos, but well, that's we'll, we'll, ridiculous. We'll, we'll t- pay, pay attention to post credits. We'll, we'll we'll talk about that. All right, and the last casting news this came from a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Marvel cast Defy Bloods actor Delroy Lindo in new Blade movie. So the Hollywood Reporter revealed that Delroy Lindo has joined the cast of Marvel Studios Blade, although his role is unknown at the present. He joins Marshala uh, Ali as the movie's second cast member, along with director Basan Tariq and head writer Stacey Osai Kufour. Uh, the report also hinted that Blade is due to kick off its production in late summer 2022. Um, uh, Doe Orlando is an outstanding actor. Mm-hmm. Outright Definitely. amazing actor. Um, interesting enough, following season three of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, Nick Blood and Adrian Palicki were set to take on the characters, uh, you know, Bobby and Lance into their own solo series that called Marvel's Most Wanted didn't happen. But Linda was actually set to play an adventurer who helped protect them. So I'm glad Marvel didn't forget about him and bringing him back into uh, joining Blade. Yeah, um, I I don't really know who he's going to play. I mean, the first thing it seems like everybody thought of was Whistler, mm-hmm. but regardless, he is he's a get. He he's yeah. a good you know feather in the cap, as you said, fantastic actor. Definitely, um, definitely a huge get for for Blade. And, and as all the games said, yeah, he he definitely should have gotten a Oscar nom for his performance in Defy Bloods. So just great. He's going to bring some. I mean, Ollie brings gravitas and said, you know. Delroy is going to be even even stronger. I mean, th- that's what we're going to start seeing in the next year. As if they're going into production this summer, we're going to start seeing more and more casting very very soon. So it's nice to see that pick up. So, but yeah, so that's all the news. You know, a lot of Spider Man, a little bit of casting. You know, nice way to fill out the week. So, let us take our ad break before we get into uh, Factor Fiction and Comic Book Clubs. So again, listeners, these ads help keep the lights on at the Geek Ultimate Alliance Network. We don't get to choose what ads come on, and they can be a bit loud. So I'm going to give that three count to turn that volume down before they come on. Three, two, one. We'll be right back. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. So, fact or fictions this week. It is my turn. Ready for him, Brent? Let's hear it. All right. There will be at least one character from phases four through six that will originate in the MCU, and then they will make their jump into Marvel Comics. Oh, not the way I was expecting. Because um... remember, we got, uh, I'll point out, uh, Agent Coulson made that jump. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go fact. I mean, it's up to, I mean that's three full phases now. Granted, we've seen a good chunk of phase four already, and at least none of the major mm-hmm. characters are originating to the MCU. But yes, I have a fact. I think that will happen. 
Yeah, I, th I think there's always going to be one kind of standout one that says, you know, we can find a way to work this character into the MCU. I was going to be Marvel Comics. It's, hey, you know, bring them all in at that point. Um, let's see, which one do I want to do? All right, how about this? Uh, we will get at least two villains from the Spider from the Spider Verse that will remain in the MCU at the end of No Way Home. So just to clarify, you're you're saying two people, either a Toby villain or an Andrew villain, or two of each will yep. will still be around in the MCU. Yes, they oh, will not. They will not go home. They will stay in the MCU. Well, there's no way home. Um, <laughs> you are doing me dirty on this one. If you had said one, I would have already said fact. That makes it a little challenging. Two is challenging. I'm still going to say fact, but I'm less confident about it. Mm -hmm. They'll say if it was one, you could see one. Two is being greedy. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's I, I, I'm kind of with you on that one. It, I will go fact but it's it's my heart wants it but my head's fighting me on it do you have a preference um norman needs to stay absolutely i mean absolutely absolutely so, I, I would agree with that all right so my final one at the end of dr strange and the multiverse of madness we will get an end credit scene finally teasing the young avengers Wow. I'm going to say fiction. I don't think yet. I, I still feel like we need a little more setup first. And, and it wouldn't be like all of them like doing a hero stance at that point. But the, the reason I would think of that coming about, we know America Chavez is going to be in this. We know Wanda's looking for her kids. There's a lot of multi, you know, a lot of different people coming in from different universes in this at that point. I could see one or two people talking about Hey, let me talk to you about the Young Avengers initiative or, you know, we should start forming a team together. The Champions initiative. Yeah, the I could see I could see like an American Chavez credit scene and then mm -hmm. ending with like she will return. Okay. Um, which in hindsight, we may be able to say yes, that was teasing it depending on her next appearance. So, I'm saying fiction, but I don't feel very strong about that. Yeah, I'm I'm going I'm going to go I'm fool for if people say like, of course you're going to go fact for all years. And not always. Sometimes I do a fiction just to see how other people play with it. This one, I'm a, I'm a very just 51% fact on this because I want us finally being moving towards this, finally getting some sort of confirmation. And if it's America Chavez, the one who is meets up with Kate Bishop, you know, and and having a conversation and saying, you know, we should start forming a team. You know, the, if the adults can't get this stuff done and they're the ones screwing things up, let us try and keep this keep this together. That's an interesting, interesting thought. Kate Bishop being involved, maybe. Um, let's see. All in the game isn't Amy and three supposed to touch on Young Avengers? You know, I have heard other people. Yeah, I mean, you got stature. But I don't know where it came from other than fan speculation. Other than fan speculation, I don't know why people think that. So, yeah, I, mean, I mean, yes, just... Cassie, stature, but I'm not sure where else where else the idea came from. I mean, Kang is involved. He certainly has connections to the Young Avengers. So I can't 
rule it out. I just don't know where these where your rumors come from. Yeah, so we'll have, we'll have to see. So, but yeah, those are my those are my three. So uh, next week you're up. I've uh, I'm already got a list started. That, that, so. This this will be our last factor fiction before No Way Home. Oh, I mean, I've that's I I asked this because like, all right, who who is it? Because I've got some that I think I want to bring up, and a couple are No Way Home related, and maybe we'll have better answers for them next week or not. We'll find out. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see if. Well, again, we're staying away from the leaks. We've done a good job so far. So again, with those press those press screenings are going to be. Uh, it's been harder and harder not to just look up whatever was in those pictures. Don't tell me, people. But I, two more weeks, we can do it. Stay strong, brother. <laughs> All right, so let us get into uh, Hawkeye. So again, if as we said last week, before we get into that, Comicsology sale is still going on until until the fifth of December. So you can get Volume One of the Hawkeye series for ninety nine cents, and Volumes Two through Four for a buck ninety nine. So it's eighty eighty two to ninety one percent off. So if you have not jumped on that yet, and you don't have Marvel Unlimited, it's a good deal. It's a very good deal. So, all right, we've got to the infamous pizza dog issue yeah this was you know this was an interesting one i kind of liked how they did this 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 falls in that category of like i would not want every issue to be this way but it was cool that they did one i i love this because it kind of reminds me of did you ever read this the sunday comic series family circus um i not like i i have read it before let me phrase it that way yeah, it, it reminds me of some of those comic strips that you do. One of the characters has to go through the town or through all these different kind of crazy areas just to get to one location. It was just, mm-hmm. and that's what it reminded me of this. But getting to see kind of the dogs, you know, lucky pizza dogs, you know, going past the the rooms and knowing who is in which one of them. But when he passed Grill, the X room, it's like, where did he go? You know, and yeah. uh, seeing, you know, seeing Grill and the basically kind of the forensic layout of it and what's going on and what's going through the mind. But I love it when you get to, and you know, on our, you know, page nine, we're seeing a scene of an individual that we have not personally met yet because that comes in the next issue of who that, who that hitchhiker is that uh, lucky is trying to uh, save at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and, and it's just very interesting seeing from the dog's perspective what's going on, especially the uh, <laughs> the little pup and uh, how they're kind of teaming up. Yeah, and I like how the dog doesn't understand all the words, you know, that the yeah. other guy, like, picks out some of them but doesn't understand them all. Of course, when, when Pete's dog goes by the tracksuits, bro is the word he's able to pick out. <laughs> yeah, I'm not necessarily – it definitely was hard to kind of follow – and watch when Kazi's beating up the dog. That is not easy to see and, and read. Yeah. But then you get to there in with Kazi and the bro with and the puppy being taken care of this little older lady. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, but how ends up back at Hawkeye and Kate calls Lucky and Lucky goes with Kate and going across the country, which we will see next week in where Kate's heading to. So. Yeah, and I like that shot of of Lucky at the end there because like he does look kind of sad. He looks concerned. You know, we're yeah. leaving. We got I got you, but we're leaving the other one. We're leaving. We're leaving. Dad. I got one Hawkeye, <laughs> but where's the other Hawkeye? Exactly. So uh, we go into issue twelve with uh, looking at again. Love the art. Absolutely love the art. I've said that before with Francisco uh, Frank Villa. 
looking at uh, Barney Barton, also known as Tricks Trickshot. And I don't have much familiarity with his brother. I didn't even know he had a brother until I, reading this series. I forgot he existed. Uh, <laughs> kind of Matt Murdock's brother, right? Well, that's a whole different story. <laughs> <laughs> Existing is a, and that's a relative term when it comes yes. to, uh, to Matt's brother. Exactly. But uh, it, it, it very cliche in the sense of, the more successful brother and then you've got the redheaded stepchild of the family that is always down on their luck and yeah. always trying to find the get rich quick scheme and will do anything and just constantly get and taken advantage of but i did like what i found was interesting is getting some background of the brothers in their life prior to where they are now and because we don't get i mean i honestly can say this is probably i best and only thing of looking at hawkeye's younger years yeah this really made me wonder if like if there's a future for jeremy renner in the mcu beyond the hawkeye show of like maybe we would see clint's brother at some point mm-hmm. and, and it's very interesting that even even if hawkeye directly is not involved the tracksuit mafia is always present in messing up with his brother in fact at least saying hey we'll give you a hundred dollars if we let if you let us beat us beat you up for two minutes yeah, absolutely ridiculous, but it's the tracksuit. So what, what do you expect? I love the, I love that like they're like effectively the big bad. Like they're the big, the big one that he has to deal with. All that. And of like course, you know they're working, they're working for Kingpin or whatever. I get it. But it's like, you know, it's like in Star Wars, they always end up fighting stormtroopers, and Hawkeye mm-hmm. they always end up fighting tracksuits. <laughs> And that he doesn't want to get taken advantage of twice. He got ripped off the first time. And then they tried to run away, not pay him up. And he's able to take him down and take his money. And Elevate says, you still owe me that $5 too. Mm-hmm. So, and how he's calling up his brother and saying, Hey, you know, I, I, I need help. Yeah. I'll be curious uh, to see, see where that goes. I want to say we're getting to the point now where, I maybe fell off the series. I remember the pizza dog mm-hmm. epi- episode, episode issue, but this, this one was less familiar to me. So I feel like we're getting close to where it'll be truly and, new for me. And I do know from reading this for the first reading, this the first time they will be some screwy things with a sense of how issues are done. And, and sure. it came into uh, certain scripts being done earlier, art being done earlier for one. So they kind of had to, go back and forth between storylines that it kind of finish going all the way through one before building on another. So, okay. Okay. Um, they will call that either at the beginning of an issue or at the end of an issue of what's going on. So, okay. Good. But, to know. Uh, but yeah, so it looks like uh, next week we'll continue on with issues 13 and 14 of uh fraction front. And I think both, you know, it's been out there. I I'm with the people clamoring for this. David aha needs to be credited in, uh, credit for being in spot the hawkeye series along with matt fraction yeah in general call it what it is marvel has not been great about financially compensating mm-hmm. the people whose stories they're pulling from they should be better at that absolutely yeah, they, and especially you know i would mention you know at the beginning with our sponsor opb the the van omnibus by donny cates that's what it originally was solicited by it was just today when uh, early solicits were premiered on Near Mint Condition, the YouTube channel, a great channel, do that, that they get early looks at the the March solicits. That's when it was revealed that it's now the Venomnibus by Donny Cates and Ryan Stegman. 
So that's that's a big change. Usually Good. it's just the writer called out. And again, it, they both they Donnie's the first one to say he ne- he wants to continue always working with Ryan for what they're they've done together. Yeah, so. I mean, and Ryan was such an important part of that Venom mm-hmm. run. I mean, I think that's the best Venom run I've ever read. Mm-hmm. And it part of that is Stegman's incredible artwork. Yes. So but all right. Well, volume eighty two coming to a close. Oh, I, I just see Chris Evans stopping by. Hey Chris. There he is. <laughs> But stick around. We've got some stuff later on to talk about, so don't go anywhere. You missed you missed a lot, but we will. Uh, you've got some stuff for you as our post credits discussion. So, all right. So uh, next week will be our well, it's our penultimate normal episode of the show as we <laughs> march. <laughs> Since uh, we'll be doing our back to our double episodes the week of uh, No Way Home. So what a good problem to have. I know it's so good, so amazing, but. All right. So again, we want to thank our sponsor, organicpricebooks.com for uh, continuing to sponsor the show. Again, use that code MarvelGUA at checkout for $2 off every single order. Check them out at organicpricebooks.com. Brent, tell people how they can follow you and plug your show. Yeah, uh, Brent Tech Prime on Twitter, on TikTok. I've been playing with that lately. Um, And uh, Fans Without Borders, we're recording an episode this weekend, and I'm still building those show notes, so I'm not going to commit yet to what we're talking about. Come on, give us a hint. Well, some of the Amy Pascal stuff will come up, and I'm sure Ray will have some uh, hot takes for Spider-Man Twitter on there. Yes, exactly. Yeah, correction. Yeah, Colin. Yeah, not post-credit. Post-credit for the show. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at chris balga you can follow this show on twitter at marvel at marvel a podcast again my other show world's finest true believers at finest believers you can email the show at marvel alliance podcast at gmail.com you can follow the geek ultimate alliance network on twitter at gway pod network feel free to tweet email if you want to provide feedback and ask questions uh continue to rate and review the show on solo feed and the gway feed on apple podcast whatever platform of choice may be Thank y'all for listening. Thank y'all for joining us in the chat. As always, stay safe out there, everyone. And I stand the name and say, Excelsior, true believers. All right. So for our post-credits discussion, Sunday, well, technically, Spider Monday happened at 12.01. And remind everyone what was Spider Monday uh tickets on sale for no way home finally yeah. 12 1201 1201 monday eastern. morning eastern yep. standard time so i went to bed after i did my normal hbo sunday night watching of succession and curb your enthusiasm amazing shows big plug for them because i i personally i'm not in an area my my theater in where i live is not necessarily near any big city things like that it's people go people buy tickets early i mean there were a lot of people bought early tickets for eternals but i was not too worried that i wasn't going to be able to get a ticket for my thursday showing so i went to bed yeah i rolled the dice i'm a big risk taker of that one gambling at that point but brent you were the opposite i mean realistically i pretty much knew I'm going to get tickets like it, it, yeah. it, you know, you'll see people talking about like, Oh, it's selling out at this theater. It's crazy. And uh, someone else be like, Oh, it's not selling out at all. on my showing that nobody's going to see this movie. I'm like, guys, none of that's the, it, who cares if it's an individual screening sells out. How many screenings does your theater have? How many screenings? That's what I really want to know. That's to <laughs> me the bigger sign. 
And I knew that I, my, the AMC I go to five minutes from my house has 20 theaters at it mm-hmm. or 20 screens, I should say. So I knew they would have several viewings and they had already, like you could already look at what the times were. And at the time there was 11 different options. We had me and the group going like my wife, Brock and my father, we had the time that worked the best that we all wanted. And then two other backup times, if that needed to be the case, I was able to, you know, not burying the lead. I got the tickets for the time we wanted in the specific seats I was looking for, but just took me a little longer than I expected for yeah, that. How, to long, work. How, how, how did you, were you able to, cause I can't remember when you posted in the chat, when you got your tickets, how late did you stay up before you gave up? All right. So keep in mind, it was uh, for me, 11 o'clock my time, central time zone at, and I had, I had, I'd put in the chat, you know, like we're going to start seeing signs, start checking a little early cause they may go live early. Because these kind of things, like they have to get it through all the content delivery networks, the CDNs, so that they can be live at the time they advertise. That's why typically, like, you know, Hawkeye drops at what, three Eastern or whatever. Yeah. It usually it's a few minutes earlier, and that's why it's because they're get pushing it through the CDNs. Well, I at ten till I went ahead and checked, and it was clear like there was a server error. I'm like, great, switches are getting flipped. They're obviously <laughs> messing with it, right? Yeah. At about 1130, I have still not secured tickets. I've got my phone on a, in a wait queue. And when I jumped in it, it said 29 minutes. I put two or three minutes later. It's like, I'm going to log in with my iPad too. It started at 28 minutes, but it was a few minutes behind my phone. And so I'm, t- I'm texting like with you guys in the chat. And then I've also got a group chat with friends at work. When I woke up in the morning, I was like, oh my God, over a hundred messages. Yes. Clay <laughs> and I were going a lot back and forth, but it, 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 I was also talking with some guys from work and one of them got in with a two minute wait and it didn't wow. work. They got the tickets, they pick their seats, they go to pay and it errors. They do oh, it again and it errors. God. They do it again and it boots them out. He actually went to a theater and picked up his tickets in person. Now I will tell you, you could have done that three or four days earlier. Like they were on sale. If you actually went to the theater. True. And I didn't want to do that because I'm like, no, I'm a civilized person. I just want the ticket on my phone <laughs> and be able to move doesn't believe in physical media. Come on. No, but I will tell you at about 1130, I drove to my theater and I was like, I know that they're open. I know they have screenings. this late. <laughs> However, the lobby was closed. So I couldn't uh. go in there. I couldn't go there. So I go back home. I tried a couple more times. Um, I did get my iPad through to that point. And, you know, my phone got to that point. The same thing that happened to my coworker where, you know, I'm putting in the tickets and they're just not going through. Like my time, my turn is up. It just, they're not going through fine. So I did, I gave up and it was about midnight. I went to sleep at like 3 AM. I woke up. My kids didn't wake me up. I just randomly woke up. You know, every His now and then that sense was tingling. That's right. I'm going to go with the Peter sense, but whatever. Or <laughs> Peter Tingle. I, so I'm like, I'm awake. I'm going to check. I had a two or three minute wait. I got in. I got my tickets. No big deal. I went back to bed. The next morning I hopped on to get tickets for, for the Friday, the Friday showing I want to go to. Yeah. And I had a two or three minute wait still on Friday morning to get tickets for that Friday afternoon. I still had a wait. (laughs) So, I mean, I guess I gave up around midnight. I probably fell asleep closer to 1230. I'm up at three. I'm up for 
10 minutes. I get the tickets. I go back to bed. I'm up at 5.30 for work, and they're still having these waits. And this whole time, I'm kind of skating Twitter, and I see there's this one guy. I almost unfollowed him. He was freaking out like it was the end of the world. <laughs> Not going to name names. But it it's just it's just weird. Like it's a different experience. And I understand like you're from a small town. There's only two or three theaters, maybe like two or three screens. Uh, Maybe there's five, you know, there's not as many opportunities. I knew that even if I couldn't get tickets to this one, there's like 15 other movie theaters within a half hour's drive, probably that I could go. I don't, they're all over. Oh yeah. I mean, Travis Hines, you know, lives on an Island. He's only got one theater he can go to. So obviously he is, he is more freaking out. He did secure his tickets for Thursday. And I was badgering the crap out of him to just go get him in person. Just (laughs) to be clear. But he's like, no, I got to stay and spend time with my girlfriend. I'm like, leave her behind. Just go get the tickets. (laughs) Seeing as, but seeing a few people in the deck, he got his tickets for Tuesday for Saturday morning. He can survive one day of spoilers. Uh, Chris Evans saying that my team in a queue took 45 minutes. 45 minutes, minutes. yep. <laughs> yep. Um, it's in uh, Colin the Big Yosh. I remember when my friend got spoiled about the fat Thor because he was toy based on him. Yep. Don't look at toys. Don't ever. Yeah, don't ever. Don't ever look at toys. No. You know, I, I woke up, like I said, I, I rolled the dice. My alarm goes off. I get up in the morning to go work out. After I get myself together, went on my phone, hit Fandango, Regal Cinemas. Got my seat in my theater in about probably about a fourth of it had already sold, but I got mm-hmm. my seat in the very back row. Uh, I've always yep. had that one seat. And so I'm there seeing it 3 p.m. on Thursday. And, you know, we saw the things, you know, we saw in the chat earlier from all the games saying, like, yeah, I saw the video of people supposedly getting beat up for their ticket of Spider-Man. That's, Oil. that's we ridiculous. Saw, that's, that's, and then you see people selling tickets for 20 like sold if it's real sold on ebay twenty five thousand dollars i don't know where that location is i don't know why ebay even let that go through because they're notorious for saying that yeah we're not we're not honoring that i mean that better be a ticket to like the world premiere or something (laughs) for twenty five thousand, and even then but it it's a a movie yeah i so i but i frankly it was fun i wanted to be a part of it and it was fun. And I, you know, when Avengers in-game tickets went on sale, I like I was I was starting to have the little panic there of what I was going to do, but mainly because my theater wasn't showing tickets available. Like I couldn't, it wasn't until later that same, you know, a couple of days later, I ended up getting tickets to one of the other theaters. And I found out that my theater was under going to be under renovations for oh, no. the first like three, four weeks that Endgame was out. I don't know. I'd have to look back at my ticket stubs to find out when I finally saw it. Endgame is the only MCU movie I did not see for the first time at that theater. And wow. it it just was like, man, you guys missed opening weekend, the first couple weeks of Avengers Endgame. <laughs> oh, no. Horrible planning there. Oh, Horrible. I, you got to think something went wrong. I don't know. But I did eventually see Endgame in that theater. That's what happens when you go seven times. But regardless... I got my tickets and you know what? I was looking yesterday and it was 11 showings from three 30 on or whatever. Yeah. Now there's 21 showings from three o'clock on through the end of the day for that Thursday night at my AMC 20, 21 yeah. different options. We decided ultimately not to change our time. We, we talked about it, Yeah. but I'm like, this is what I mean. That's the sign that this movie is big. Not a single one of those is sold out but they added 11 more showings. They more than doubled the offering because that just tells me 
those tickets were selling fast. Yeah, I haven't gone back. I haven't gone back to check my theater. I mean, when I checked a day or two later, and I put in our chat like the three, the four theaters that were still showing it: three standard, one 3D, and the theater I'm seeing it in. Everything sold out except for the front row. Same thing for the other two theaters. The 3D was still only a fourth sold. It's a much smaller theater. And yeah, they're probably if I check there, they should add more showings for Thursday for the Thursday showing because they still had no really late night show. The last showing was going to be at seven. <laughs> Chris Brown, for twenty five thousand. I want to sit between Tom Holland and Andrew Garfield and Toby in the front in row with us. Uh, Colin saying, what if the twenty five thousand was for the front row? Yeah, <laughs> gosh, I, I'm going to go with a. Uh with chris evans on this one I, yeah. i'll take sitting with the cast yeah. versus that front row and when i looked it, at mine mostly it was those front two or three rows that were empty and it was the backs were full so it's like well we know we're not going to sell very many of those seats let's open another screening and we can sell another yep. two-thirds to three-quarters of a theater this i'm not i'm not calling a billion dollars but it yeah, is going to be huge by pandemic standards. It, it will be. It will be probably the biggest movie of the year in the sense of opening weekend. Let's it, let's hold that thought for next week. We have a factor yeah. fiction. Okay, gotcha. That. All right. So I I remember when I bought it again tickets. It wasn't twelve oh one. I remember they released the uh, the new trailer and said order tickets now. I was in like a five minute wait and got my tickets no problem. Like you know this time was even quicker. But there is something special about this movie. There's something special about what people, the general audience seeing this movie and the rumors of what's who is going to be in this movie. I'm very excited to be sharing this with a full, a full theater. Yes. I understand pandemic is not over at that point, but just there's going to be something special about the movie. And there was something special about Endgame. There's going to be a lot going on. Uh, Travis Hines uh, saying all Thursday and Friday IMAX are sold out here. First movie with no social distancing. Hines, we just talked about it. You got like one theater there. (laughs) (laughs) S. Bub saying uh, the smaller theater that I usually go to is usually pretty empty and every single showtime sold out. I found the tickets at the huge theater uh, had like 15 shows. I mean, yeah. Uh, All in the game saying y'all be masked up in these pack screenings. I know I will be. Yes. I yeah. have been for every movie I've seen since yeah. uh, New Mutants was the first movie I saw in the pandemic times yeah. because I wanted to see the last of the Fox X-Men in the theater. So it's not a good movie. Yeah. And I, but yes, I mask the whole time. I mean, sure. Sometimes I get popcorn and I eat it, but not only do I, am I masking, but like our, our tickets are in the back corner because as long as I'm in the back half, I'm fine. Like it yeah. doesn't bother me. I don't, I'm not that person that has to be dead center in the middle. Like I have like, that's, I, I just find with I just that want seat. as close, close to the back, as close to the back as possible. Usually it's the back row. So. And that's about where Brock and I were when we saw black widow, but for everything, well, for Shang-Chi, I rented a theater, but I, I looked at it for Spider-Man. It's too much, but it, for the others, it, we just sat in the back and like, we're in the back corner limiting it i mean so this way it's like we're just limiting even who can be around us and i will still have a perfectly good view of the entire theater i've done it several times like it doesn't bother me and it, the only question is should I'm, i've thought should i mess with two masks i don't know i don't know the science there but you know <laughs> what right. i will be there i'm vaccinated my yeah. group the group i'm with is vaccinated we will all have our mask on yeah. Yeah. one more can we and, do? and let us give let, let's give our our people a preview for next week you know what we're going to be doing next week. Brent and I will be ranking our rankings of the Spider-Man movies, animated, theatrical. 
you know, live action. We're going to be looking at all those and putting our personal rankings on the show. So check that out next week. It's going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. We'll, we'll see how that goes. Cause I've been like, man, do I really want to publicize some of this, but we will, we will. <laughs> we'll, so. we'll put it out there. So, but all right, again, thank you all for joining us to, for probably our biggest group of people sticking around for our post credits discussion. So yep. thank you all for listening and sticking around with us and we will see you next week. See ya. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. 